Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Okay, everybody, uh, we're getting ready for um, the play-in weekend. It's Hall of Fame weekend, and you know, I know it's a really weird setup this week. Uh, Sean is getting ready for my wedding to be my best man. And Josh is out working. So it's myself and Benny, the head, co- the host of Shot Callers tonight, getting you guys ready for the week of playoff basketball. Benny, how are you, sir? Brother, I am great. I know we were talking about before we started this pod that um, sometimes this is the better part of our night on on a weekend when we run around and tim is a new homeowner so he's learning the uh the gifts and the curse of cutting grass mm-hmm. um you know putting things together um you know weekend glorious trips to menards which i love Gosh, so wonderful you know, be, place isn't, isn't it wonderful place. so shout out menards but uh you know you know being able to sit here and talk basketball man we're, we are in playoff mode we are almost to LeBron zero dark 30. We are almost to a seven verse eight matchup against the league's leading scorer against King James. I mean, how do you start off a playoff any better? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were going to do this where we were going to talk about like if Golden State plays the Lakers or Portland. Um, but while we're recording this, um, Portland is up 30 on the Nuggets right now. So we're just going to go ahead and move forward as if. <laughs> Wait, what the thing shows that the Lakers yeah. will be playing the Warriors. And um, I saw LeBron yesterday after the Pacers game. He said, just let the chips fall and we'll go out and play, which is really weird considering two weeks ago, he was saying the person who made that rule should be fired. Yep. Um, but we'll get to that. I see as you're drinking your Pacers cup. <laughs> there it is, baby. We grow basketball. Let's go. Did you get that the game I went to with you? I, I absolutely did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we'll start real quick. Um, yesterday, obviously, was the Hall of Fame ceremony for the 2020 class. And um, you and I both before the show re- like, admitted that we didn't get the opportunity to watch it because I was busy doing stuff for the house. You were busy being a dad, a sports dad mm-hmm. at that. Um, so respect. But, you know, obviously, those three names being Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. Then you add people like Tamika Catchings and things like that um, down mm-hmm. the list. You know, obviously, you know, one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes of all time. Um, I saw the pictures, though. I saw Manu and uh, Tony Parker were there for Tim yeah. Duncan. So that was cool. And yep. I saw like a little bit of his speech for pop. Um, I didn't see if Kevin Garnett said MF enough. Um, was there, like, a, there had to be like a thing, you know, like. I, I, a, yeah, I, I didn't get to see it, but I'm sure they, they had to hit that uh, click button a few times, you know, yeah. to, to make sure that it was all viewable viewable friendly you know what i mean i also wonder if like he talked too fast because if you see like kevin garnett in an interview it's never like yeah you know we played a tough game it's yeah we played a tough game and then we got up and i got the rebounds because he was just the ultimate like intensity so Uh and then i saw showtimes obviously they're gonna have a doc coming out on him this summer oh yeah so i'm excited about that because like as much as i hate the celtics i love some kevin garnett yeah it'll be dope it'll be dope for sure yeah and then go go ahead. ahead And then no, I, I was just ta- I was just talking about that how great that class is, man. I mean, 
we were we were very fortunate to be able to see those three guys um, retire the same year and, and be in the. I mean, you're already talking about the two greatest power forwards to ever play the game. Um, they were rivals. They were friends. Um, and then you also are talking about you know one of the greatest uh, basketball players of all time and Kobe Bryant. And, and for those three to go in together, what was was really cool to see. I mean, it was really cool to see. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to go back and watch a lot of the, um, you know, the induction speeches um, and, and things like that. I want to go back and watch those. Um, but I did see clips of where Duncan was very appreciative of, of Popovich, of course, um, and his teammates, you know, their big three of Manu and, and uh, Tony Parker. Uh, it, it was it was cool to see all those guys together and, and giving props. And, of course, you know, Garnett and, and Tim Duncan battled for so many years. And to see those guys on that stage, you know, give each other props as well um, as far as, as being competitors and, and friends. Um, and, and, of course, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant, his wife did a masterful job, which I, I had a hard time sitting through it. Um, and I, and like I, I'm not going to tell you that I did because I couldn't get through it all. Because I mean, it it does make you well up thinking. Oh yeah. You know, of course, uh, it, it was it was just kind of that kind of moment. But even trying to get through what people were saying about him through his highlights and and how competitive he was and all the things that he was able to accomplish. And and as you're thinking about the legacy that he had left. And I think the thing that gets me the most is is the legacy that he was going to leave for basketball, you know, that he was already setting up at the Mamba Academy and his daughters and being a girl dad and all, like all those things that were leading up to his his going to be his life, you know, tragically cut short. I think those are the things that made me more sad than anything. Um, not that he, you know, he he lived in between the dashes, as they say, a beautiful life, but knowing what much more he had, I mean, that guy had won an Oscar. I mean, he was right. I mean, if you ever watched his details on ESPN, where yeah, they're really through, good. I mean, gosh, man, that guy, he was a basketball savant. He could show you things that you would never think about on a basketball court. And, and you know, all the things that he was able to do, you know, I think that was the, the tougher part for me um, is thinking about how much, you know, unfortunately that we're not going to be able to enjoy uh, what he was able to accomplish or what he was going to do. Did you ever see the barbershop episode where Chadwick Boseman was on there and he was talking about Kobe? Um, no, I have not. Okay. So it's pretty crazy. Cause you know, obviously like a few months after Kobe passed Chadwick Boseman passes and like, mm -hmm. that was like tough because he was like, I mean, he was the elite, the elite of elite actors, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, 42, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, mm -hmm. Black Panther. Yep. Um, and like cranking it, man. Yeah. And he talked about he bumped into Kobe the year Kobe won his Oscar for Deer Basketball. And he were talking about stuff. And, you know, they were like admire, you know, talking about how they admired each other and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, we need to do something together. Yeah. And he's like, Kobe looked at me and he goes, two years. And just like walked off. Like, Two, like saying like in two years we'll be working together we don't have yeah. either of them and it's just like you know two yeah. unbelievably talented awesome great human beings who like did awesome mm -hmm. things for the world and yeah man it sucks yeah it, it does it, de it definitely sucks it definitely sucks 
Um, I also also saw on that uh, Rudy Tomjanovich uh, during his speech gave love to Robert Ory, who mm-hmm. who I think I believe Shaq had in, in the past as well as Kobe had said that Ory needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And Tom Donovan's used his platform to rally the cry for Robert Ory, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I would necessarily agree, and it's not against anything against Robert. Yeah, um, it's not. It really isn't. It's just, but I don't know. Like, I look at the Hall of Fame all the time, and especially like, like you know, like Mitch Richmond's in the Hall of Fame, and like that's no disrespect to Mitch. Right. Like, congratulations, but like. Right. Yeah, I'm like friends with Facebook with Mitch Richmond and Robert Ori, so hopefully they don't see this. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's anything against him. I, I, I mean, he is big shot Bob. I, I get it. Um, yeah. and he does have seven championships, which I also appreciate, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not trying to downgrade or anything like that, but. I, yeah, his his moments are incredible. Yeah, I mean, his moments are incredible. I wouldn't say his career is incredible. So I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, I like that. Is the fact that you know his. Yeah, friends I love that and, guys come to bat for him. That's great. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I do appreciate that. So um, while I'm pulling my notes to talk about the class coming up, um, I really want to real quick get your thoughts on something that I can't believe I didn't put in the itinerary. Um, how about Udonis Haslam? <laughs> Bro, that, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen somebody come in and just be ready to throw hands. Like he, like, I mean, he came in, like, you know, it's, 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 I want to say it's quite possibly his last game or last home game anyway, uh, with, with Miami. Um, and I mean, three minutes, which I, I believe he went like two or like, he had like what, four points. Yeah three minutes and then all of a sudden just i mean he just wants to throw hands with dwight howard which yeah. it kind of reminds me of like when you ever i think it was either last week or this or or this week um it might have been the new york islanders like i mean just right at the at the beginning of the puck drop the puck drops i oh, mean yeah. they just <laughs> do all their gloves down and started fighting. like that's what it reminded me of like like udonis has one in his brain knew I can only go out the way that I can go out and mm-hmm. I'm going to throw hands with Dwight if it's the last thing I do. And I think that's what he went out there with that mentality. And that, and he was like, yep. He's like, I got he gave this. me the elbow. That's all I needed. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I saw uh, Justin Stolzman. He like was referencing. Cause we did that um, episode earlier this year about like Xavier McDaniel and how like there's no enforcement in the NBA. And Justin was like, I thought you guys said there was no enforcers. He's talking about Giannis Haslam. I was like, and I so badly, I meant to tweet it and I forgot. So now I'll take this moment to say like, enforcers play more than three minutes in a season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and big ups to Miami though. I, I'm never going to hate on, on an oh, no. organization that's going to respect the legend uh, of Miami like Giannis Haslam, you know. He, they, they pretty much paid him to sit on the bench and, and help the young guys, which I'm totally cool with. I love that. But, but you know, enforcer, eh, like, uh, th- those are the only three minutes he played all year. So, I mean, yeah. I, I can't say enforcer. I, He's got know, rings. That's great, you know. Got rings. Very respected in the in the league. I respect his career. I respect what he's Started done. Started on a finals team. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I, I wouldn't say enforcer. Yeah, I I am so, with you. 
And that's not a dig on him by any means. No, not at all. Not no. at all. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk real quick about the 2021 class has been announced. Um, so I'll go ahead and list the names here. Uh, Rick Adelman, Chris Bosch, Yolanda Griffith, Lauren Jackson, the dry snitch himself, Paul Pierce. Dry snitch. You said it, so I have to keep. I have to keep it. Like absolutely, dry snitch himself. Yes. Uh, Bill Russell as a coach. Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, Jay Wright, Bob Dandridge, Pearl Moore, Tony Kukoc, Clarence Jenkins, Val Ackerman, Cotton Fitzsimmons, and Howard Garfinkel. All right. So I do want to talk about all like. I want to kind of touch on all these people a little okay. bit. Um, gotcha. But first off, I got to talk about the fact that my guy, Tony Kukoc, got in the Hall of Fame because, one, Tony Kukoc in international play was unbelievable. Uh, uh, lights out. Yes. Lights out. Was Without very good doubt. for the Bulls, obviously. Was a part mm-hmm. of the three championship teams. Um, is obviously part of a famous dream team story where Michael and Scotty were a little pissed <laughs> off that mm-hmm. Tony Kukoc was coming to town and they played against oh. them in the Olympics. As Michael would say, oh, I took it personal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I took it personal, you know. Did he now? Did he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. I took it personal. Yeah, he took it a little more than personal. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Um, so I'm I'm stoked that Kukoc is getting in. And Sean, Alex, and I were talking earlier um, about how good Kukoc would be in the current NBA, and I was like, oh my god, he would be unreal. He would be like fantastic. Like, yeah, his game would tra- his game his game would translate so well into this NBA. Uh, I mean, not only just because of his basketball skill, but he's a guy that you could build offense around now in this mm-hmm. game. Like he's got, he's got, uh, you know, jumper ability. He can shoot the three. He he's a, a horrible matchup for a lot of fours. Um, you could actually put him sometimes in the five and make him a stretch. Like he would, he would give people fits in this current game. And I'm glad you brought up his international uh, um, game and, and people realize, Oh yeah. Tony Kukos was a decent player, but I don't think people understand like that guy was playing international basketball, like 16. Right. Like, and he was killing it. like, like he was multiple year MVPs of, of the European league as, as a young guy. So, I mean, he, he had been putting work. It's almost like um, Arvita Sabonis. Like people see Arvita Sabonis from like, the nineties, like, Oh, he was kind of this, that, or other, like people don't realize the in, in the mid eighties to the mid, mid, uh, like nineties, as far as in his European play, like, it's like he was unreal. And I think that's the same for Kukoc. Kukoc was a, was a very good European basketball player. And he, and he was not bad in the, in, in the NBA, yeah. like the dude got three rings. Like he was tough. Like the year, the years of the Michael, he was the game winner. He was, Absolutely, he got the last I mean, shot. He made, he made Scotty sit. <laughs> I mean, Scotty sat out, yeah. and he hit the game winner. So I mean, Kukoc had that ability. He was a great player. Yeah, absolutely. And I will give some shouts real quick before we talk about the rest of the NBA guys. I got to talk about my man Jay Wright, the suits. Yes, the the, the most well dressed coach in college basketball. Absolutely, um, probably the best coach in college basketball right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like one of my favorite dudes. Like I know Xavier fans like hate him because Villanova beats them every year, but he mm-hmm. is that get he is that dude. Um, so obviously yeah. stoked for him. Yeah, I, I like Jay Wright, and the reason why I like Jay Wright is that he 
he does, and I and I know most coaches do this, but I feel like he does the best job. Um, and you never hear about like four and five star signings and like and, and you see those guys go to the Dukes and the UKs and all, which is fine, you know. But he takes his guys and develops his program around his guys, and they win consistently. And that's what makes Jay Wright great. Like he takes his talent, whether you know all, and I, and I know that this is this is NBA show, but Nick Saban was is always good about. He's he's talked about. I'm not. I don't care about stars. I want guys that fit my system, and whether they come with stars or not, that's great. But I want guys that are going to do what we need them to do in order for us to be successful, and that's what Jay Wright does. Jay Wright, I'm sure he recruits big name talent, and he does have big name talent that comes there. But he also has guys that fit what he does, and they win consistently. So yeah, I, Jay Wright's a no brainer. Like he he is he is the best college basketball coach for sure. He's putting people in the NBA every year. Absolutely, every year. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about some of the uh, some of the NBA players. Um, I really want to talk touch on Chris Webber the most. Yeah. Um, because you know, I've been very vocal that I was shocked he wasn't in yet, mm-hmm. especially because it is the basketball hall of fame. It's not the Absolutely. NBA hall of fame. Absolutely. So I don't know if you saw today or not when they, um, when, when they were announcing the 2021 class. So he was actually on ESPN and he was talking with Jalen Rose mm-hmm. and like, you know, it was pretty well known that post college, like those two guys were, yeah. It's dicey. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't good. And they were really having a tough like and they both try to make like reference of like, you know, that's my brother. I love that guy, but we don't talk and things like that. But, um, you know, Jalen's on the TV with him as Chris as Chris Webber is announced. And he is like, you are my brother. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And Webber starts talking about like these really awesome stories about like we used to like get shoe cleaner and toothbrushes and like polish our shoes to make them look new when we were like Mm -hmm. like he talked about he's like i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for jalen's mom it was just such a cool moment oh Um, man just so awesome that's awesome yeah so neat just like (sighs) you you know just seeing that like human side of chris weber yeah uh, because we know him as the basketball player we saw him as the analyst on tnt for a while Mm -hmm. um where that wasn't by the way I, i think he's done with that yeah part of ways this week and gets in the hall of fame the same week yeah yeah, I think his cannabis thing, if I remember correctly, is like kind of taken off. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Chris Weber, who I've, you know, up and down talked about, like, this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. This is mm-hmm. the best player to not be in the Hall of Fame that is eligible. Absolutely. And so he's there now, and it's right, rightfully so. Um, yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm so happy. And we, and, yeah, I am too. Absolutely. And we talked about this before um, and how much the Fab Five as a whole um shaped you know shaped a lot of of my childhood i mean the black socks the bald head the baggy shorts um and he was he was the guy that everybody wanted to be like like you know jalen jalen was the was was the was the guy that that put things together um jawan was kind of the guy that did everything yeah he was Um, kind of the brains of the operation he was the brains of the option but man, Chris Weber, man, his his tenacity, his intensity, the way he played the game, like like I can remember watching them and being like, dude, like that guy right there, like he just brings it every night. And they all did. 
But man, there was something about him. I mean, when he would dunk and he make those faces, not like you're like, yeah, that's that guy. I mean, so for him to be able to do that, and and he wasn't a slouch of an NBA player. The guy, no, he was a very good player. He, he was a very good NBA player, and he led some really good teams on the cusp. But they just ran into Shaq and Kobe. I and mean, officials, yeah, and some officiating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but he was on some really good teams. I mean, you know. I, I don't know. I, it's well-deserved. I'm I'm glad he's in. And like you said, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. And what he meant to basketball, not just as a basketball player, but the culture of the Fab Five as as, as a basketball uh, odyssey. Like, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer for me. I, I like Chris Webb. Yeah, and from what I understand, though, you know, I was three when he enrolled right. in Michigan. So, like, <laughs> I saw his NBA career for the most part, obviously, like, as I followed the league. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of really one of the first like recruits that people knew about because like, Oh, that's when sporting news was putting the parade all Americans in their magazine and, mm-hmm. um, you know, sports illustrated had their, had their boards and things like that. Yep. So he was really like one of those guys. And yeah. So obviously, you know, we talked about the fab five and that documentary year in and year out comes it's, it's, you know, re airs on ESPN all the time. And yeah. if I'm ever flipping through the channels and I see it, I have to stop and watch it oh, because it's so absolutely. good. Um, yeah, he's just that dude. And so, like, also, you know, one of the best passing power forwards of all time. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and his, his 15 to 17 foot jumper was automatic. I mean, he could, he could face up, turn. I mean, yeah, he was, he was legit, man. Big up to Chris Weber for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. And let's go to real quick Ben Wallace. I feel like this was a no brainer, too. Three time defensive player of the year, NBA champion, shut, you know, I, had to guard Shaq in a finals. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And Tim Duncan. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a question. Like Ben Wallace definitely deserves being on. And, and just, just on to me from what he overcame being undrafted to what he became as, as a defensive stalwart and an anchor for that, for that no nonsense Pistons era. Like yeah, it's it's a no it's a no brainer. Ben Wallace is definitely a Hall of Famer. He he was he was legit. Here's my Ben Wallace question about the Hall of Fame: Does he show up to the ceremony with the fro or with cornrows? Oh, I, I I believe I believe he is bald now. Oh, so I think <laughs> I, I believe he's I believe he's bald. I don't know. I, I, last time I, I saw a picture of him, his hair was gray. So I mean, he was he was getting up there and. You know, but but not. Nah, yeah, I, I I'm hoping that he finds some cornrows somewhere because I would really love to see Ben Wallace show up in cornrows. That yeah. would be my that would be my dream. <laughs> they may be white, but they're still going to be there. So yes, um, Chris Bosh, no brainer, no brainer, yeah, no brainer, no brainer. No, no controversies. Yep, not at all. I mean, not at all. I know people are always like, well, he was the third guy in the big three. I'm like, he's the re- he's one big reason they won that cha- this championship. Absolutely. Yeah, he was. And like, I feel like not to do the whole like, you know, we make fun of Chris Broussard all the time with you kids just don't know. Uh, <laughs> I yep. think people seem to underestimate just how nasty he was in Toronto. Oh, it's 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 kind of. I don't know. I feel like he gets slighted. Yes. Because people forget how – because he went to the big three of Miami. Like, people don't remember his first half of his career in Toronto. Like, that guy, I mean, he was a dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what, what the issue is. Like, you know, he's in that – he was in the LeBron, Wade, Carmelo class. 
And yep. like he did just as much as those two those guys absolutely did. did. And I absolutely did. Also, he's got two rings. Yep. Yeah. And then of course Rick Adelman, you know, obviously a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, people remember him mostly for the Lachelle Sprewell incident. So yeah. you know, there's that. Um, last, yeah. Lastly, as far as the players go, this is no disrespect for the sake of time to you. Yolanda Griffin, Warren Jackson. It's awesome they got in. Kudos. Yeah. Um, Paul Pierce. You know, probably you know, one of the all-time elite Boston Celtics. My least favorite superstar of all time. Not named James Harden. Yeah. Um, NBA champion, Finals MVP. Um, crapped his pants apparently in a finals game and picked it <laughs> yeah. as a cramp. Um, I guess it was some sort of cramp. It was a stomach cramp, if you catch yeah. what I'm saying. Um, but yeah. dry, dry snitching aside, I mean, he was a decent, he was a good player. I, I can't, I can't hate on his basket. I mean, when Shaq can nickname you the truth, like I, I, you're, you're legit. You're legit. Yeah. Not to mention, um, actually, do you think Susie will be getting her to get her money? And his ceremony, his, his speech. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, absolutely. What? <laughs> oh, that, that's not a question. Not a question at all. Yeah, she she getting paid. Yeah, she's getting paid, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I know it cost him his job, but there's nothing about that. Like when I think about it, it's still funny. I still laugh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hilarious. And he and and yeah, it's still funny, and he's still a snitch. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, and his it's, <laughs> it's he's not getting in as for his for the Hall of Fame for his anal for his analysis with ESPN because that was brutal. No, yeah, he was bad. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, he was this, he was Mister Hot Take trying to be Hot Take, and it, it didn't work out. His like I would rather have Andre Drummond than Anthony Davis take was like right that Anthony Davis yeah. that one right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm better than D Wade. That was the worst. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I am all for self confidence, and I know yeah. if someone asks you if you think you're better than Dwayne Wade, you have to say yes. Yeah, I get it. But like, come on, man. Like, well, the worst part about that was is that Jalen Rose was there, and Jalen Rose doesn't <laughs> care at all. So he just started nope. naming off all these accomplishments, and all that. and Paul Pierce had to sit through it all. Like, yeah, I guess I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> The best Jalen Rose moment of all time, this is kind of sidetracking, is there was like a couple of years when he first got on ESPN and like Skip Bayless was talking about like when he was a player and he's like, uh, I did this. And like, he's like, I looked up your stats. He averaged like two points a game. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He he destroyed, it destroyed Skip, man. Like it, it was, and you know, Skip has to save face because it's Skip. But, you know, inside, you know, he was like, man, like, like, why you do me like that? <laughs> why you, you didn't have to do me like that? It, it, and I think that's why people like Jalen because he is just he's just real like that. He's, you know? he's 100 for sure. There's no moment with Jalen Rose is not being like no. 100% Jalen Rose. Like no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, and he's had bad takes, and he just owns it. He just like nope. he, does, he doesn't fight go away. He's not like you're right. He's like nope, I'm sticking with this. I might be losing, but I'm going down with this ship. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he he know yeah he won't back down. He definitely won't back down. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So let's go ahead. I'm going to pull up the play-in brackets here because we are now at that point. Yes, we are. God, it's so, so weird. Yes, we are. All right. So I'm trying to pull up the schedule here. Where? Okay. Of course, my phone's going to be a jerk face McGee now. (laughs) 
Okay. So we know for sure, like we said, we are recording right now during the Lakers, Pelicans, and the Blazers Nuggets game, but the Blazers are up by like a thousand. Yes. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the Eastern Conference matchups. Um, and that first one involves your Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. taking on the upstart, fresh, fun Charlotte Hornets, ran by LaMelo Ball, who also have Miles Bridges back. Yes, they do. Um, so in this case, if you are in the 9-10 game and you win, you stay alive. If you lose, you go home. Your season's right. done. Um, so, and then obviously the 7-8 game is the Celtics versus the Wizards. And Bradley Beal came back today and shot the lights out. It was mm. terrific. Um, and the Celtics are kind of reeling. Yeah, especially now Jalen Brown's out. Yeah, they're reeling. Yeah. By the way, I was watching that game today at the gym when they were playing the Knicks. And... First off, obviously, I'm glad they lost. Um, but when did Jabari Parker sign with the Celtics? <laughs> I'm like watching the uh, game, and I'm like, when did that happen? How did um, I miss that? I, honestly, I, I believe it was mm, February. Yeah, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was kind of like one of those things, you know, if, if a tree falls in the, in the woods, does it make a sound? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like, if Jabari Barker gets paid do you, or gets traded, do you really know it happened? You're like, eh, yeah, not really, but, you know. If Lincoln we'll starts playing it. and no one's in the room in the end, does it even matter? Right, exactly. <laughs> Shout out Lincoln Park, actually. That was a big thing in my childhood. All right, man. So let's talk about these two games real quick. Um, the Pacers Hornets one's pretty interesting to me. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I know the Pacers really underachieved this year yeah they're reeling a lot with guys like Malcolm Brogdon being out um you know Karis LeVert obviously being out for a while after the trade Mm -hmm. um which saved his life which oh yeah absolutely Um, absolutely but here you know they do have a lot of guys who know what it's about like as far as like these like knowing what you need to do to win these games Mm -hmm. and you're at home you know you I know you have a limited capacity crowd um but I feel pretty good about the Pacers in this game. I haven't seen the betting odds yet. So I get like LaMelo ball is fun and he's terrific. Um, I love that young Hornets team with guys like Mm -hmm. PJ and Borrego and Malik Monk. I'm getting sick of Bill Simmons shit with like, I was all the with Malik Monk stock. Like, no, you weren't buddy. I was right Right. there saying the same thing. (laughs) Right. I know I'm just a smaller podcast. So like, I I don't know what you do. Yep, um, I agree. <laughs> but I think – I mean, I like the Pacers to win this game. Um, I think that when it comes down to it, just having those guys who have been in playoff scenarios just plays a huge difference. Um, yeah. And we've talked about this before. Like, there's just something about – it's like everyone, like, you know, everyone's like, there's – you know, the closer role shouldn't be a thing in baseball. I agree. Yeah. But there is still something about getting the last three outs of a baseball game that really matter. Absolutely. So – and I feel like that's where it kind of comes into effect here. Like, Miles Turner has been in the playoffs – just about every year of his career. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Brogdon was a part of a Bucks team that was in the playoffs all the time. Karis LeVert played in the Nets team that went to the playoffs multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, so I think, like, this is definitely, like, the NBA's March Madness, like, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, I just feel more confident in the fact that the Pacers have kind of been there. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, uh, Karis LeVert and Sabonis are playing at a really high level. 
Um, and I and I don't think that, you know, as far as LaMelo, I love that he's back. And like you said, I love that young team. They have a young, talented team. Um, but I just don't think that they have enough um, to be able to to beat the two guys that we have. Um, Sabonis is, I mean, he's been been playing out of his mind and Levert is back to being Karis Levert. So um, with that being said, I, I would I would be shocked if the Hornets won. Um, I think the Pacers, uh, I think the Pacers will be all right. Now I'll say this. I'm, I'm not sure if Miles Turner is playing um, because I, I believe he's, I want to say he's got a something like a broken, broken hand, broken wrist. Toe injury, like, yeah. Or a toe or something like that. Like, this is according to CBS been, Sports. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been injured. Um, and that's that's affected them defensively. Like if you see their scores, like they've just had to outscore people, and they've won their last two or three games. But they've it's been scores like one thirty five to one twenty eight or one like they've had to outscore people. And or they haven't played really any defense. Um, and I do think that they, they can outscore uh, the Hornets. Now that won't do bode well for them in a playoff series uh, because I don't think they can score like that consistently without getting stops. Um, but I think it for one game to be able to beat the Hornets, I think that they'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to pull up real quick on Sportsbook Review. So the spread is Indiana minus three and a half. Yeah, I would take that. I would too. Yeah, um, I would take I, that. I, I kind of expect they'll win by about five or six. Yeah, I think I would be- take that. Yeah. Like so- I said, they're not going to stop anybody. It'll just be a score fest, and I think they'll score more than the other team. But, but I do think they'll beat them by five by five to seven for sure. So I'm looking at the injury report, and it's like Malcolm Brogdon, game time decision. Aaron Holiday, game time decision. Yep. Harris yep. Levert, game time division. Yeah. <laughs> Edmund Sumner, game time decisions. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like half your roster at this point. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 are beat up, and we had talked about this earlier um, when Mark was on with us. Um, the minutes that they played earlier on this year started to come back to them. And I think that's why they've had so many issues with their, with their coach being on the hot seat um, because they won, they didn't, didn't underachieve. Now I'll say this, they've had injuries. Um, and of course with care, you lose, you lose Oladipo and pick up Karis LeVert, but then Karis LeVert can't play. So then it kind of puts you in a hole. Um, but uh, with all that being said, I, I know that there've been kind of some issues with, with their coaching staff. I mean, you saw, a couple weeks ago, Greg Foster, who's on their staff, get into a shouting match with Batazzi, and, and, and like they've they've had some issues going on. But um, I still think that they are are better than the Hornets, and I do think that they will win that game. Now, will they win a series? Probably not. I just don't think they have enough. Um, I don't think they have enough defense. One and two, I think that that those guys are pretty beat up. Yeah. Plus, they got to play. If they win, they got to play Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and without Miles Turner, um, you know, and I'm not saying well, not stop mention, and beat, but. Not to mention if they win that game, they got to play either Washington or Boston before yeah. they get to the playoffs still. Which it'll be Washington. I, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I know we'll talk about that in a second, but I, I do think it'll be Washington um, that'll beat Boston. I think Boston's reeling. Um, and I think that, you know, the Jalen Brown injury is huge for them. Um, but yeah, like we've talked about before, I, Washington does not 
Indiana Pacers do not match up well with Washington at all, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. So we'll get into um, real quick since we kind of touched on it already. So Wizards, Celtics, like you said, they are um, the other matchup. And that's so we kind of talk about the Celtics are three point favorites, but I think that's because they have it's a home game. Yeah. Uh, home, you know, home yeah. team always gets three, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when I look at this game, I'm looking at the way Russell Westbrook's played for like a month now. Bradley Beal's back and the superstardom there compared to especially a team that doesn't have Jalen Brown. Um, you've had this up and down Kemba Walker season. Jason Tatum will have like a 40 point night one night and the next night he'll be like, you know, calls don't go his way. He gets frustrated and it gets, you know, he's still 22. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, you can, you can, you can see that in his play. Like some nights he's lights out. Some nights like he, he, he doesn't show up. Yeah, exactly. So I think with that, you know, matchup, I could kind of lean towards, um, I lean towards the wizards in this one just because of those two. Now the Celtics are definitely deeper and, yeah. you know, you can go down the line of guys they have, but you know, like Marcus smarts, a big question mark right now, like what mm-hmm. they're going to have with him. Um, and then obviously, like we've said, you know, a few times already, no Jalen Brown is no good for the Celtics. Right. Um, so I feel confident in the wizards here. I just think those two are going to have enough. Westbrook's going to have a triple double. It's just going to happen. Um, and you know, like kudos because who's been the third best player in the Wizards this year? Raul Neto. Yeah. Hachimura, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Bryant's been hurt. Danny Avdi has been hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not deep at all. But I, I think that Beal and Westbrook are so hot. Um. I, 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 it's hard to bet against those two. It really is. Yeah, I agree. I think like, I think Westbrook will not let himself lose that game. Right. I, 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 that's, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think that, I think Westbrook is, is playing at a level where it's almost, um, he's almost back to OKC days where he is just flying around and making plays and, and, uh, you know, and he's got, He's got Bradley Beal, who, who, like I said, very Dame Lillard-ish, mm-hmm. where he's not afraid to take big shots and big moments. He hits big threes, um, and he's able to uh, control the game with how well he plays in his pace. So, um, yeah, I, I like the, I definitely like the Wizards in that one. Yeah. So just so we can go over this again for the 875th time, um, how this works is. The winner of the 9-10 game, so in this case, Indiana and Charlotte, will play the loser of the 7-8 game being Boston and Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever loses that 9-10 game, they're just done. They don't play. Yep. They're, they're done. Yep. Um, so on the other side of it, on the Western Conference, 9-10, we have Memphis and San Antonio. And it's looking like right now it's going to be Lakers-Warriors, uh, barring mm-hmm. some crazy Denver comeback and, you know, don't see it happen. It's like it's Lakers war. I feel pretty confident it's Lakers Warriors. I do too. And if we're wrong, <laughs> whatever. This episode I'm, won't matter in two weeks. Right. Yeah. So, I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah. Let's talk first, obviously, about Memphis and San Antonio. Um, I think that game is going to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had this last year with Memphis where they were in a play-in game. This time, the difference is they have Jaron Jackson Jr. back. 
Yep. And they have Jonas Valanciunas. They lost today to Golden State when Steph Curry clinched the, um, the scoring title for the year and yep. obviously had another Steph Curry incredible moment. Um, but mm. I think as far as like John Morant, you know, Jaron Jackson, Jonas Valanciunas, Dylan Brooks, um, this isn't a dig on, you know, San Antonio. They obviously have some dudes, DeMar DeRose and Kelton Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Memphis is a little deeper and I think that they're going to just a little bit more talented. So I like the Grizzlies to win this one. I haven't found the betting odds just yet. Obviously you, everyone knows I'm very pro John Morant. Uh, you know, I don't say anything bad about him on these shows, but <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. But then again, if, you know, if it is the Spurs way of winning this, I am not shocked in the least bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I do like the young core of Memphis. Um, but I, I mean, I like, I also like the core. I like, I like those guys with the Spurs. I, I do too. When a game is, when a, when a game and a matchup are that close, what does it usually come down to? Coaching. Mm-hmm. Who's got the better of the two coaches? That's true. Teams? That's I mean, very true. It's hard for me to go against Popovich when he's been in that many situations um, that many times and, and knows how to knows how to tweak lineups. He knows how to do things a little different. He knows how to make the adjustments to where his guys are in the best position. Not saying other coaches don't know how to do that, but when matchups are close, you got to rely on coaching, and there's not a better one in the league than Popovich. So I'm going to go Spurs. Just merely on the fact of, I think Popovich uh, will be able to uh, put them in a better position to be able to uh, win that game. That's but fair. that's the only reason. I think the matchup is tough. I think you've got young stars on both sides. You've got DeMar DeRozan. You've got John Morant. You've got Murray. I mean, you've got Valanciunas. You've got Jaron Jackson. I mean, you've got stars kind of on both sides. But when you have a matchup that close, you got to rely on coaching and I and pop is 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 one of the best in the business so yeah it's 100 accurate um yeah i think it's gonna be a fun matchup for sure oh uh, it'll this- definitely be fun i, I there I, I there's no doubt i think that they'll have it'll be a uh, it'll be a really fun game to watch for sure yeah and then lastly like we've been saying lakers warriors the nba could have had a better play-in scenario <laughs> i mean it's unreal um what do you say? It's perfect. I, I mean, you have you have the defending NBA champions having to play in a playing game against a, a a defending dynasty, which was written off all year, but then Steph comes and, and has this miraculous MVP type season. He leads the league in scoring. Um He's got all these young guys around him. He's still got Draymond. You know, they're missing Clay, but he's able to put them in a position to be in the playoffs with all the injuries, with all the things that went on. Uh, and he's still able to be at his absolute best when you need him the most. They've um, won six in a row going into this. Yeah, they've won six in a row. Um, Steph has played like an MVP, has an MVP caliber season, the leading scorer, and reminded people, like, yeah, I'm that good still. Like, I, you know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't forget about me. I this know the was conversation the year he was, some, 
This was the year yeah. he was going to get exposed, remember? Right, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Steph can't win without Clay, and this is the year he's going to fall off. And he was like, all right, guys, here we go. You guys you guys did this to yourselves, you know what I mean? You know how your parents used to punish you back in the day? Yeah, you did this to yourself, and that's what that's what Steph did. He he put the work on everybody in the league and, uh, and had a phenomenal season. Um, you're right. This couldn't have worked out any better, but I, I'm really fearful for the Lakers. I'm not really fearful. This is here. Here's my, here's my thoughts on this is that LeBron's coming back off the injury, which, you know, he'll have three games under his belt. Um, Anthony Davis is, is nursing a growing injury. Um, you know, Drummond's still trying to find his spot. You're just now getting Schroeder back. Um, you know, we talked about this before. Will they have enough time, which, you know, their last game is what, tonight or today, right now versus the Pelicans? So that's yep. their last regular season game. Do they have enough time to be able to put that group together in order to, to beat a team that's won six in a row and you've got a, you know, and you've got arguably one of the, you know, hottest players in the league with Steph on the other side. Now, if you look at the matchup, it's not very favorable for Golden State if you look at it. Nope. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, you got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron James, you got Drummond, you've got Schroeder who matches up really well with their guards because he's quick and athletic and plays good defense. You know, the one thing that Draymond is good at is being a mismatch for a lot of guys. I don't think he can have that same kind of success, whether it be Drummond or AD that has to guard him. I, I don't know. And they don't have any other guys really that that play that type of role. So, I mean, Steph would have to go for like 60. Um, I mean, which is possible. I mean, shoot. <laughs> the guys, I mean, he's Steph Curry. I, I'm not going to doubt that. Did he get 60 um, in a game this year? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's nothing for him to hit 11 threes. I mean, I know we say that like it's like, like it's like odd, but like it's nothing for him to hit 11 threes. I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt him at all. Um, but, you know, even with all the injuries and confusion with the Lakers, I just think that they're just too deep, too talented. And I don't think LeBron or AD will let that happen. I, I just don't. I, those guys are just too good. Not saying that Steph is not good, I, I, you know, but it's to me, it's 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 two guys that are superstars versus one guy's a superstar. I mean, not to doubt Draymond, but Draymond's not a scorer. He's not a this, that, or the other. Yeah, I just I, don't think I don't think LeBron's going to let them go out like that. Yeah, so I'm going to go a few things here because we all know LeBron is like the ultimate motivation guy. Mm-hmm. First off, the Mountain Dew commercial is very good. Have to give him credit. Very funny. Yep. I was disappointed he left Sprite, but that was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for him, you know, like you mentioned, uh, the matchup's just a little tough for Golden State, especially with all those guys that are hurt and, like, they're, you know, you know, obviously guys like Wiseman being out. Not that I yeah. think Wiseman would make a huge difference in this game, but I think, like, not having that size of the rim definitely plays a part. Yeah. Um, but I think also, you know, LeBron's been here before. Season yep. on the line against the Warriors, like – He's, he's tired of that, you know? Yeah. 
we saw him and Steph be, be become you know be besties at the All Star game, and it was fun. I everyone mm-hmm. loved it. I loved it. They still need to play together. I don't care. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I think that you know the matchup, the size, it's just going to be pretty similar to, especially now that Drummond's there. I think it's be very similar to what the Lakers did in the bubble last year. Teams, um, they're just going to be able to beat people up and just go at them. Um, yeah. You know the thing is the Lakers are making the playoffs. They are not right. – if they lose this game to Golden State, they are not losing to Memphis or San Antonio. They right. are not. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, the Lakers won four in a row going into tonight. So, it looks like they're kind of starting to put some things together. And, obviously, LeBron and Drummond, and they're, they're gonna, they had the, – those three played together yesterday against Indiana. Mm-hmm. And um, and Frank Vogel totally pulled the, like, you guys can rest. You, we're up 18. And then it was like, you guys are up six. And it's like, get out there now. Go, go. Yeah. Get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It got, it turned quick. <laughs> that was definitely like, call an ambulance, but not uh-huh. for me. <laughs> yeah, that and turned quick. It did. And so I think that just the comfort level, LeBron, you know, is the best postseason player I've ever seen. I understand mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's six titles. I understand people can throw that at me. But just seeing a dude just did this year in and year out and is still doing this at his age and has Najee Marshall guarding him tonight. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Najee, and Najee, the best thing about Najee Marshall, and I'll say this like I, you know, is he doesn't give two shits who's across from him. Yeah. He's gonna play. Like, yeah, he does it's, not it's care. basketball, right? Yeah. It's basketball. Yeah, there's no like, oh, cool, I'm guarding LeBron James tonight. It is I got LeBron, like he's going to feel me. Yeah. And that's like he's always been one of my dudes. Um, so yeah, I think that in the slight case, the Lakers do lose this game. Um, you know, and I think, too, I think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs. I think that, you know, yeah, they lose this game. Like, I think they'll beat Memphis or San Antonio. Agree. Yeah, I think Agree. that they, so, like, they'll be the eight seed playing, you know, Utah. That actually sounds incredibly fun. It does sound fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would be excited for that, for yeah, sure. That would be awesome. Because, you know, that Lakers Sun series, I think, will be terrific. Yeah. Um, I mean, how would you like to be the Suns that you've battled all year? You've had your best record since 93. Yeah. You know, with Barkley and Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson, you probably put all those guys to bed. Chris Paul's an MVP and candidate. Like Chris Paul's an MVP candidate. Devin Booker is, is has become a superstar. You've got a team that's rolling. Oh, here's your reward. (laughs) You got to play the defending champions. Like, like a house. I mean, as competitors, I know that they're going to say, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." We'll play anybody, blah blah blah. But like, you got to be Monty is like, damn it, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) as a coach, you're like, gosh dang it, like, like I got set. I got to figure out four ways to beat LeBron and AD on four nights. Like, yeah, that's tough. It is. And he does have the ultimate like uh, coach on the court on his team, so uh-huh. he does Absolutely. have that. But yeah, it's just man, it does stink because like I love that Suns team. I, I just too. think, and I really like DeAndre and I think his growth has been really impressive. But I do think in that circumstance, he will be just picked apart. Oh yeah, yeah, because Absolutely. like they'll probably have to play him in like a lot of drop for pick and roll because mm-hmm. you know like what are they gonna with Drummond and AD? It's like. Who's he picking up at the top of the key in that circumstance? Right. I feel like LeBron's right. the ball handler. Like, that's like the beautiful, like, the most beautiful, like, 
thing the Lakers could have for this year. It was like having those two to run that pick and roll with. Mm-hmm. With LeBron as the ball handler. Yeah. A six nine guy throwing it to two seven footers off a of pick and roll. Or or your your seven footer having to switch out onto LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean that that's 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 what you want. Yeah, I definitely do think that it'll be a game in that series. We'll get our we're gonna do our playoff preview Thursday night after the play ends off situated. Um, but I definitely do think that Devin Booker will have a game in that series where he will just drop like 36 in like oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, he'll they'll definitely have moments. There'll there'll be moments where Chris Paul will take over a game at some point. I I I mean they they are those guys are superstars. I and I get that. Um, but trying to beat that Lakers lineup four times in a row, like that's it's tough. It's tough. And no matter how well the Suns have played, because they've played extremely well. And that's a fun roster, a fun team. Chris Paul has done an amazing job being a great leader uh, and, and leading that team to, a, uh, like I said, the best record since they've been to the finals. I mean, that's the most that the Suns fans have had to cheer about since Charles Barkley was there. Yeah. Um, I would say Steve Nash. Oh, Steve Nash. Okay, yeah. 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 Do you think? And Stoudemire. Do you think he's going to get Coach of the Year votes? No. I think he is. You think so? I do. I, 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 I think I don't he's. See, but I'm, everything I'm, I've said, I hate about the Nets this year. I think he's been terrific. I think yeah. he's known what buttons to press. I think he's known what situations to use, what guys. Yeah. Well, I I, I think too. We we talked about that. Um, it, it's hard to manage NBA personality. And he's got three really big personalities that he has to manage with Katie Harden and Kyrie. I mean, I mean, Kyrie's got like seven three... personalities. So what's that? Kyrie's got like seven personalities. Right. <laughs> but like you're dealing with, you're dealing with three guys that have all, all been the star. They've all been the guy that's taken the last shot. They've all been the guy that's been their leading scorer. They've all been the guy that's had to lead a team to to a, a a playoff, like like they've all been the guy. And now you're trying to mix that, and not only on top of that, try to keep them all healthy. You know, minutes. You know, even even coming down to calling play. So if I call a play for Kyrie, this coming down the floor, is KD going to be upset that I called it for Kyrie? Or is Harden going to be mad that he's not controlling the ball and the Kyrie? Like trying to deal with all that and all that, all those situations with those players. Like, like I think he's done a really good job with trying to. I mean, because you haven't really had any, you haven't heard any murmurs from there. Like you haven't heard any like uproars or, or you know, the only thing you've heard is that you know they've all been hurt at some point this season. Kyrie takes sabbaticals like he's a you know a med student. Um, I, you know, that's the only thing you really heard. You haven't really, you haven't really heard any like drama, drama. You know what I mean? Where oh, yeah. Harden's not happy or so. To manage all those, I, I yeah, I mean, he's done a he's done a masterful job. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he'll get some. I do think Monty will win it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think Monty, Tibbs, and Steve Nash will definitely all be getting votes. Yeah, I, I think, and I think Tibbs. I think it'll be closer than what we think. I think Monty will win. I do. I do too. But I, I do think it'll be closer than what we think because what he's done for that Knicks franchise 
and Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and all these guys that we've been waiting to turn the corner, and they finally turned the corner with Tibbs, and that New York Knicks uh, roster is finally respectable and that team is finally respectable, like, I would be hard. I, I think he's had a harder time. I think he's done a better job with that roster and had a harder time changing that culture than I think you do when you bring in a Chris Paul and you, you know, you want all those games in the bubble and you've got a Devin Booker. I don't know, man. I mean, to see what Tibbs has done with that Knicks team, like that's, that's a, that's a, that's a coach of the year worthy year that he's had with those guys. Because like I said, all of those guys have had, they've, they've always, always been on the cusp. Like, Oh, oh they only had this or only had like, like Tibbs kind of changed that culture. I mean, instantly, and those guys started to believe in in what he does. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that Tibbs is going to get more votes than what we think because I think that he's done a not say a better. I don't want to say a better job because that sounds bad, but he's he's taking he's taken less and made more out of a roster of guys that th- we thought were. Um, not going to gel. They weren't going to be good. They were young. The, uh, RJ Barrett, well, people are already calling RJ Barrett a bust. You know, Which Julius was Randall. So right, stupid. right, right. You know what I mean? But he's taken all those things and he, you know, Asco adding D Rose, like he's taken all those things and he's made it work. And this team is a competitive, good basketball team. And Julius Randall, not saying he's an MVP. But it's having a MVP s caliber season. Yeah, it's definitely Jokic will win it. But I think you can definitely oh, yeah, list yeah, like absolutely. Chris Paul, Julius Randle definitely have mm-hmm. like conversation. Um, so I, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah. Going back to Tibbs, I think the other thing too that we didn't talk about is like, um, oh yeah, he's the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, that's gonna play a part as far as like getting coach of the year votes, doing stuff absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Frank Isola has already been like, Tibbs, Tibbs. <laughs> I do like Frank Isola, so I'm not dig- I'm not making fun of him. I'm just, you know, I do think he's definitely, although he covers the Knicks, is partial to the Knicks, and I respect it. But hey, I respect, I respect it for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So kind of give you guys a heads up what's going on this week. Um. So Thursday night is uh, when everything's supposed to kind of be done with, so we'll know like the playoff matchups. So we're gonna just do our first round preview that night. We're not gonna go through like we did the past few years where we pick the series and the rounds before they happen because, you know, we picked the Bucks to be in the finals a couple times and now it obviously hasn't happened yet. Yep. Um, but we're going to go round by round and, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the first round, kind of give our picks for this for their series, who we think will win, how many games, you know, the, the, the usual suspects of that. And then um, we'll probably be about it. And then um, as I'm gone for my wedding, uh, the guys, <laughs> yeah, the guys will be kind of, keeping up keeping up with everything so you guys know what's going on um thank you all as always for tuning in i know ben and i kind of did this last minute to kind of get you guys ready for the play-in and talk a little hall of fame um have a great night enjoy it it's playoff basketball we are here folks so excited man can't wait yeah i can't either man have a good night